Yo, Brock, what you listening to in that boombox, man? That shit sound like fire. Pass the fucking, pass the boombox. Let me listen to that real quick. Damn, Brock, I didn't know you were out here listening to that Comethazine, bro. That shit fire. That shit fire. Hey, what's everybody? Here for the next installment, episode two of The Whale Talks. Uh, gonna be reviewing some Monday Night Raw. You gotta say, like, Stephanie McMahon. We're fucking so gonna debut reviewing some Raw, SmackDown, uh, NXT, and NXT U Kizzle. So we got a big, big lineup of stuff to review today. But let's see where we can get started. We'll get started with Raw. Raw was okay. It was decent. You know, as a follow up to Money in the Bank, it wasn't bad. We kick it off with Bork Laser himself coming out and. God damn, the energy. I still still think of the energy when Brock came out, man. But, dude, I was dying a lot. Brock had me on stitches with the whole boombox gimmick, bro. When he was listening to the fucking... You, he's like, you hear that, man? You hear that shit? Dude, that, this is when Brock is the best. When Brock just does not give a fuck. Like, there's nothing better when someone's out there being themselves. Like, I actually wish he would have picked up the stick and started cutting the promo. Because Brock, Brock is not the greatest promo ever. But sometimes the stuff he says is fucking hilarious. Heyman. Yeah, dude. The 1980 boombox was like, he was just laughing his ass off. He was great. They were just like, Heyman's just like, you can feel the paranoia. He's heard the conspiracy theories and all that shit. So Heyman's out there. Uh, Seth comes out, Kofi comes out, and basically they're just like, yo, cash in on me. Seth's like, cash in on me. You know, Kofi's like, nah, fuck that. I want to prove myself, cash in on me. I thought that was kind of cool how Heyman even brought it up, too. They're both, like, going to the Money in the Bank winner and saying, yo, let's just get this over with. Cash in right now. Even Seth said it. Let's do this shit right now. Cash in. Let's just get this over with so I can get you off my back. I was like, I thought that was kind of cool. You know, I, I even said, I'm gonna, we're going to have to roll with this whole Brock being the fucking briefcase winner. It's fucking stupid. Rollins is just like, I'm the beast slayer. I'll take you down again. Heyman was on fucking point. You, you, he, I love Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is one of my, like, favorite, like, managers, commentators, like, you know, bosses backstage. Paul Heyman's just great. Uh, fucking Paul Heyman made a dig. Saffron saying, how did it feel having your girlfriend main event WrestleMania when it should have been you? Oof. I felt the same way, man. I felt the same way. It, it really should have been Seth or someone else, but whatever. We got we got the women's main event out the way. Like I said, I'm glad Charlotte was there. That's all that would matter. Because to me, I, I don't think that match would have been as good if Charlotte wasn't there. So, yeah, that was kind of cool. Uh, so, basically... Heyman says, hey, you guys have business, but you guys better watch your back because Brock Lesnar is going to cash in what Brock Lesnar wants. Then there's talks of him making the decision next week, which I'm just like, all right, cool. I kind of hope he cashes in on Kofi. If Brock cashes in on Kofi and we get Brock versus Kofi, dude, that's going to get Kofi so over, though, if you really think about it. I know it sucks it's going to have Brock as champion again, but Kofi Kingston is going to you know, lose to Brock Lesnar. He's going to be the ultimate fucking underdog when he challenges him again or they go down the line or he, you know, wins the title one more time. Because Kofi's great, man. I could definitely see him winning the title one more time. Like, I know a lot of people probably think this is going to be it for Kofi Kingston, but I think he's got a chance to win it again. So Triple H informs Rollins and Kingston that they'll be teaming up against the band of Mitt Carters, Bobby Lashley, and Baron Corbin, BC, young God himself. So I'm like, all right, cool. 
Uh, Sami Zayn is trying everything to avoid uh, fighting Bra- Braun Strowman. Uh, I was not a fan of this. I do not. Uh, I get it. You know, Sami Zayn's a big old puss bag. But uh, I just hate it, man. I hate I hate having Sami Zayn be a pussy. And he just gets, you know, power slammed by Braun and that's over. Because Sami Zayn is fucking over. He's so good. So, yeah, basically... Zayn tries to take off before the match even started. Braun chases him in the backstage area, beats the shit out of him. You know, he goes face-to-face with Bobby Lashley backstage. And he's like, I'll do with you later because they're fading off at uh, Super Showdown or whatever. Yeah, Super Showdown. Because um, in the beginning, uh, Sami Zayn was trying to get Bobby to help him. And Bobby's like, nah, fam, you got this. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of funny. That's another guy that need to do something, man. Lashley's a fucking beast, brother. I'll tell you that right now. So, yeah, basically took Sami Zayn back all the way to the ring from the backstage area. Strowman got the one, two, three, boom, running power slam. I just thought that was kind of dumb. I'm like, whatever. Next, we have an exclusive interview with Lars Sullivan, Biz, Biz, Big Mr. Lars. And uh, the Lucha House Party comes out for revenge, basically. There's about to be an interview with Car- Charlie Caruso, one of the robots they have. <laughs> And Lucha Harsh Party comes out, tries to beat the shit out of him. Uh, they used a triple drop kick to get him out the ring. Sullivan then began picking them off one by one. Again, made him look good. S- Sullivan beat the crap out of all of them. It, it was what he needed to be, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, I'm okay with it. You know, get Lars over, blah, blah, blah. Next, um, Cesaro versus Ricochet. See, normally I would be really excited for this match. Also, Cesaro debuted a new Shetty theme song. Like, Cesaro is the king of Shetty theme songs. The best theme song he had was the fucking theme with the fucking rap. The European rap. That shit was awesome. I missed that theme so much. When Cesaro was with Oksana. That's a team I liked for no fucking reason. Uh, Ricochet over his fucking one and only. And he takes the fucking... The match was good, though. I'm not going to lie. I did enjoy this match. I thought this match was really cool. Uh, Ricochet is still selling the injuries for Money in the Bank because this all started because Cesaro was backstage making fun of his back. And Ricochet's like, I don't give a fuck about my back. I'm taking you down. Uh, Cesaro gets the win by doing some a cool... He like lifts him up all the way in the air and gives him like the ultimate fucking Street Fighter 3. Third strike backbreaker from Hugo. Fucking back. Break This man. Like... I saw a fucking, like, x-ray fatal blow from, like, Mortal Kombat. His spine just broke, bro. It was crazy. My God, now I sound like Vince Russo. Bro, his back, bro. Bro. We put his back in a pole and make it a ricochet's back in a pole match, brother. Bro. So, yeah, I'm <laughs> getting off track. But I actually like this match. Zoro hits the Swiss death, does the back break it, and then hits the fucking really nasty fucking neutralizer for the win. Again, this would be cool if they were doing something with Cesaro, but we'll see. We'll see. Cesaro's fucking underrated. Cesaro, to me, is still one of the best wrestlers in that company. Uh, Baron Corbin provokes AJ Styles backstage. So I hope this is not the next feud because I don't know what the hell. Corbin's feuding with everybody, but I like Corbin. Corbin's a good dude, and AJ Styles is the greatest. So, you know, backstage, Styles is just like, I got a lot of work ahead of me. You know, I got to do what I got to do. I'm going to get my chance at Seth again. I'm going to be his patootie. You know what I mean? Baron Corbin's like, you failed. I beat Seth Rollins before in the tag match. So what are you going to do? And Seth, I mean, uh, AJ's like, yo, that's a slap to the face. 
to me. So, what are you doing? And then AJ smacks the fuck out of Corbin. Corbin looks at him, smiles, he's like, you'll pay for that later. I'm like, what the hell? Corbin? <laughs> I was like, you just gonna get punked out like that? But, you know, that's that's what Baron Corbin does now. You know, he just kind of gets his ass beat and like, kind of tossed around like a pussy. Even though this guy's legit, man. Corbin's underrated as shit. I will say that to the cows come home. Corbin is mad underrated. That's facts. Put money on him. So I'm like, okay, you know. I actually enjoyed the Corbin AJ Styles matches he used to have on SmackDown. Corbin beat AJ for the US title back in the day. You know what I mean? You know, back in the day. Like, what, a year or two years ago, I think it was that was. So I, they actually had some pretty good chemistry. And he could bring it up. Like, hey, I beat you. You know what I mean? Like, you're the phenomenal one. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon is supposed to be set up. Reigns via the wild card rule, which is fucking an abomination. Basically, hey, I'm here to fight you, Shane. Shane is just like, nah, fam. We're doing this at Super Showdown, which I'm actually down. I'm actually down with the whole, you know, Shane McMahon fighting uh, Roman Reigns. It's something different and something kind of cool, you know. I still remember when Roman almost killed Shane by spearing the bejesus out of him where he had to be taken out of that match in Survivor Series. So maybe we'll probably see that again. So, basically, uh, McMahon is using McIntyre as his heavy, which I don't like. Like, McIntyre is fucking... Just look at this dude, bro. Promo. Check. Tall. Check. Muscular. Check. Can high fly. Check. Sick moveset. That Claymore, Future Shock DDT, Reverse Alabama Slam, that headbutt he does, dude. McIntyre is fucking perfect. Even his, like, his promo game. Like, I love the accent he brings. Dude is legit a fucking Scottish Terminator, but he's just playing lackey to anyone he can attach to himself to. He was working with Baron Corbin. He's working with Shane now. He's just he was working with Dolph Ziggler. Like what the like what the fuck are they doing with this dude? It's crazy. So I'm just like, eh, I'll take it. Uh, Revival versus the Usos. No Usi Hot brought into this. This was a great fucking match, dude. This was like. Every time they give the Revival some time, these guys knock it out of the park. This was my fucking tag team in NXT, man. Top guys. No flips, just fists. But even though they're sometimes flipping, but that's okay. But this was my tag team in NXT. And every time I see them have such a great performance, I'm like, Vince, Mr. McMahon, can you please push these guys? Like, I would I would see them and the Usos go at it a hundred times. The Usos is the best you got. But right there is fucking the Revival. The Revival is fucking great. This is just a great match. Too many great things to count. Um, a lot of back and forth. They hit all their big maneuvers. Um, super kicks galore. But the ending got down to... Uh, Dawson rolled up Jimmy Uso and grabbed a handful of tights without the referee noticing. It's just a great fucking match. Just a great match. Want to see definitely more of it. I would want. I want a best of seven series with these guys. I'll fucking take it, brother. Uh, Firefly Funhouse gets darker. You know they did the whole thing where it's it was fucking creepy, dude. It started off, you know, the, you know we're all glad that we're all friends bullshit, and then you just see all the kids being like depressed. Like the kids started off happy. And then they're all, like, depressed. They're all, like, fucking have written messages on them that says, like, let me in on their foreheads, on their arms. I'm like, dude, this is so fucking good. Like, this is gold. Like, New Japan, Ring of Honor aside, everything aside, 
To me, this is the most interesting good thing going on in wrestling right now. Is Bray Wyatt in the fucking segment. Bray's always had the potential to be a star. You know what I mean? He's not the greatest in-ring guy, but I've always enjoyed his work. He's had some great matches with The Shield. That match at Daniel Bryan at Royal Rumble that one time. Even this match with John Cena. People can shed on it. But I actually like the series of matches he had with John Cena. But this is... Yeah, he's just saying, like, let me in with the whole dark gimmick. That mask is fucking sick, dude. I can't get over how cool that mask looks, so... I'm hoping they use him more, but... I'm hoping he just gets a good debut. I really thought Money in the Bank was the place to debut him. I mean, he could take the Money in the Bank briefcase, because who the fuck is going to try to get it back from this guy? You know what I mean? Um, We got a Moment of Bliss segment. Uh, Bliss is still not clear to wrestle, so I found it weird she was in a ring clothes, but then we got the answer... You know, all these girls come out. They all make fun of Becky because Becky was a special guest. Say, hey, no Becky two belts. You're Becky one belt. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? The Iconics are there, which so sad. So sad. These these girls are so fucking funny. Like, I find them funny. They do their job perfect. Again, uh, Peyton Royce is a really good in-ring wrestler. Billy Kay's getting there. Billy Kay's, you know, she's a good backup. She's a good backup. I'm not going to hate on Billy Kay. But I love these girls, man. But they have done nothing. They haven't won one fucking match, I think. Since fucking winning their SmackDown Tag Team titles. They also haven't defended them. <laughs> so, you know, I'm pretty sure the Kabuki Warriors are going to take that off of them. The Bukaki Warriors. Oh, my God. Why do they call them the Kabuki Warriors? I, I found that so bullshit that Paige said. It's just like, oh, they picked the name. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because apparently they want to be the Kabuki Girls. But then they changed it to Kabuki Warriors. I'm like, I, I find it hard to believe they picked that. Like, no, that's so racist. You know what I mean? Like, you legit might as well have just called them the Bukaki Warriors. Handing out happy endings one day at a time. Like, what the hell? I've seen that one online. I'm like, what the hell? So, we get a, a tag team match, which is like, yo, let's get it. It's Becky Lynch, Nikki Cross, and Alexa Bliss sitting there with her coffee. I thought that was fucking great. She legit took her coffee cup, sighed, and drank coffee the whole time she was in the match. I thought that was, I thought that was hilarious. Like... A lot of people hate on Alexa Bliss, you know, I don't think she's the greatest in-ring worker, but, you know, she's pretty as all hell, but the stuff that she does with her face, her facial expressions are just hilarious and great, it's great, it's amazing, so yeah, as you know, let's go, so all that stuff happened, you know, Evans also walks out, Evans walks out on her partners near the end of the match, Lynch, Gets the one, two, three, add a leg drop from the second rope. I'm to Billy Kay. So, yeah, whatever, you know. Gotta bounce back Becky from losing one of the belts, even though she's fine. Like, she still has enough momentum to keep it going. I'm not the greatest Becky Lynch fan of this gimmick. I love Becky. I don't love the gimmick, but it's whatever, you know what I mean? So, all night, we have been getting teased with Mick Foley introducing a title. And we have it. It is the WWE 24-7 Championship. I'm going to tell you right now, this title is atrocious. It is one of the ugliest wrestling titles I've ever seen in my life. But I love it so fucking much. It is basically the hardcore title. It it, it, it was so amazing just to see a hardcore title. And everyone's acceptable. NXT UK, NXT, 205 Live, SmackDown, Raw, Women. It's awesome. I'm just like, yo, this is what they need to do. Little stuff like this. Foley drops the title down. And he basically sets it down on the floor. And he's like, hey, I'm going to let you know right now. Whoever comes to this ring and takes this title is the first champion ever. Which I thought was cool. So we get 
a million fucking mid-carders coming in. Everyone's coming in. Titus O'Neil grabs it. Titus O'Neil is the first ever fucking WWE 24-7 champion. Oh, this, ugly. This, this title's ugly. But that was awesome. He's the first champion. He's going up the ramp. Bobby Roode comes in, rolls him up. One, two, three. Bobby Roode is now the second fucking... Uh, 24-7 champion. Like, I just thought this was great. The whole time I was watching with a smile on my face. I'm like, this is what I want more. So, Robert Roode is now the champion. And for the rest of the Monday Night Raw, for the next two hours, one hour, Bobby Roode, well, Robert Roode, Robert Roode is running around the arena. Everyone keeps saying, this guy has the greatest cardio they've ever seen. He's just running, running. The whole group is asking everybody, hey, have you seen this guy? Have you seen this guy? I thought this was fucking great. I love the whole 24-7 thing. I love the fact that anyone can win it. So you can have, like, a guy from NXT come up, win it real quick, you know, and they can go back to NXT, do whatever they want. I think this is great. I think this is great. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus The Miz. This was actually a pretty decent match, you know. It's a match I never, ever thought I wanted to see or, you know, never thought I would see, but this was actually not a bad match. Uh, The odds come up to Miz, you know... McMahon blindsided Miz on the outside, then fed him to McIntyre, hit the Claymore, one, two, three, bada boom, realize guys in our room, how you doing? McMahon said he has one last parting gift for the Miz, he hit, tried to hit him with the coast to coast, Roman Reigns makes the saves, you know, shakes away the heels, ah, ooh, ah, big dog, baby. So, yeah. Uh, I said, I'm, I'm intrigued in the Roman Shane thing, like, I'm not a Roman hater, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of him, but it's, it's just the way they push him, like, I like, I like Roman as a person, he's cool, but, yeah, you know, I'll take it, I'll take it, uh, Miz, ba- ba- Babyface Miz is still the worst thing to me, I fucking hate it, and I will never like it, <laughs> that is a fact. Um, Samoa Joe promo. Joe cut a pre-taped promo on which he acknowledged that he should have never lost a United States Championship because his shoulders were up. He wasn't pinned. He said he's willing to give a gift to Rey Mysterio, the opportunity to do the right thing and hand back the title. He said if he doesn't, imagine what example he'll set for his son. So, Joe is just one of the best promos in the fucking world right now. Uh, there's talks of Ray being injured, but hopefully it's not too bad, so we're gonna see what's gonna happen now. Uh, so they're having a state of the United States Championship. I'm hoping Ray gives it back, or, like, does something, like, gives it back, or they vacate it or something, have, like, a mini tournament or something, but I will see. It depends how injured Ray is, or if he's not injured at all, just keep it. Um, 24-hour championship is back. Root is running away. R-Truth is chilling in the car. Fucking, Root is like, Truth, help me. Rude, then, Truth puts Rude in the trunk of his car, right? All the people run away. They can't see anything. Uh, fucking, Rude comes out the trunk of the car, and R-Truth is like, alright, let's do this. He's like, what? Referee comes out, R-Truth slams Rude in the car. One, two, three, R-Truth is now the new 24-7 champion. I thought it was great. I love I love our truth. I think our truth is hilarious. The man posted a selfie and said, "Yo, just won the European Championship." <laughs> like our truth doing this whole mistake thing is like I love it. But nothing will ever be our truth calling John Cena his hero when he was doing the U.S. Open challenges, and he's like, "What would John Cena do?" And he would use like John Cena's moveset. I thought it was fucking great. Oh, I'm going to have to take a little water break. Excuse me, everybody. Mm, mm, mm. Carbonated water, carbonated water, because you know I'm fancy like that. 
So again, the 24-7 championship, love it. Love every second of it. I think it's fucking hilarious. I want to see more than mid-carders just win it, though. Not not hating on the mid-card, you know what I'm saying? But, like, I want to see, like, just... Make an example, R-Truth is just sitting there as a joke. Fucking Lashley just comes out, spears the shit out of him, and just takes the title for fun. I want to see shit like that. So, main event time. It is Big Kofi Kingston versus Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin and Big Bob Lashley. Uh, Kofi earned the clean win when he hit the trouble in paradise on Corbin. Immediately after, fucking Lesnar's music hits. He's teasing and cashing in. You know, he's just there. Heyman called him off and said, nah. Next week, he'll reveal who he chooses. I'm hoping it's fucking Kofi Kingston. I think that would be really cool. But yeah, that was Raw in a nutshell. It wasn't bad. It was okay. Uh, highlights was definitely Brock Lesnar in the boombox. That's that's my guy right there now. <laughs> oh, man. I, lo- I love the whole Brock boombox thing. I thought it was really cool. Uh, Seth is still, you know, over. Uh, AJ still needs to find out what to do because I hate how they do that with AJ. The man just had a killer fucking match, and now he's going to stay in the air just floating. Hopefully not. Uh, the wildcard rule is still trash. Uh, 24-7 title is fucking awesome, but the design is the worst title design I think I've ever seen. Next to the Divas Champion. Yeah, Divas Champion is pretty bad, too. So, yeah, that's Raw in a nutshell. Let's uh, move on to the rest of this. Alright, now we're moving on to SmackDown Live. Uh, SmackDown was decent, it was alright, you know. Again, uh, Raw was okay, SmackDown was alright. So, we kick off for Elias, saying Roman Reigns got lucky, won't happen again, they're having a rematch tonight. So, New Day brings out Big E, it's the return of Big E, a fake Big E comes out with the most ashiest knees I've ever seen. My boy looking like Ashy Larry from Dave Chappelle's show. Shouts out to Dave Chappelle. Yo, I was like, what the fuck? This is so random, but I'll take it. Uh, can't believe it was only six weeks for Big E. That's kind of crazy how time goes so fast. I was like, it really felt like it was like a week or two. But yeah, uh, Big E acting all weird as shit. Trying to smell Kofi in woods. He wants to smell like Kofi's underarm, you know, armpit. Which I'm like, okay, whatever, Big E. Whatever suits your fancy. Uh, Big E's still trying to smash Becky Lynch's mom. This happened all on Twitter. Biggie's Twitter has been priceless, but this has been probably the best part of him. Him just trying to smash Becky's mom. I guess that would make him... Yeah, that would make Biggie Becky's dad, and then fucking Seth Rollins would have to answer to Biggie. Isn't this weird? Uh, I was like, what the hell? KO comes out, says nothing. Sami Zayn comes out. Sami starts uh, cutting a good promo. Sami is upset that he didn't get no nothing for his comeback when he was out 9 to 10 months, but Biggie was out for 6 weeks. Again, great heel work from Sammy as always. KO doesn't say a single word and just walks out, which I like. We need a more serious Kevin Owens. Like He's been doing more serious stuff, which I like, so that's cool. Uh, Sammy again, always on point. I uh, love how the New Day just calls him Sam. I don't know why that shit makes me laugh every time. Listen here, Sam. 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 Uh, we got to backstage. Dave, Dave, draw. Let me say that five times fast. Drake Maverick is looking for Art Truth. He's putting up wanted posters everywhere. Carmella finds Art Truth in a cheap blonde wig, looking like fucking gold dust. Uh, Art Truth says he needs Carmella's help to get away from all these people looking for the twenty four seven title, and we'll take it from there. Next, we have Ali versus Cien. This is a great match, man. This is a good match. Actually, got some decent time. Ali selling the back. 
great selling. He had the Canicio tape, I think it's called, all over his back. He's selling it. Uh, Three Amigos by Cien, you know, because every Spanish person must do the Three Amigos. It's it's a fact, because you know all Spanish people love Eddie Guerrero, which I am, I I do. But <laughs> uh, Cien does this crazy toss to Ali near the um, area where the where the ring keepers area. So he just takes him, chucks him, and he lands on one of those fucking like big old computer chairs. That was pretty bad looking. I was like, God damn. Uh, Stannis keeps trying to win by counter, but they're doing the whole fighting spare with Ali. Ali broke the count like three times, which I thought was awesome. Then Ali wins with a roll-up. Good match. Great match. Um, I guess, you know, I don't know. I really thought Stan was going to win because he's about to go fight the demon, you know, at Super Showdown. But I'll take it. Any Both guys I'm good with. Ali got the win, and he, you know, he didn't, he didn't do it in a convincing way. So I guess that's cool. You know what I mean? I'm okay with that. Just both guys are great. Like, I wish this match could even got more time, but it was pretty good. Carmella makes R-Truth a girl. Gives him a bra and says, yo, put this on. You're a woman now. You know, makes him, makes him up. Gives him, like, a fucking tube top or whatever the hell is going on. Mandy Rose versus Carmella is all next. Uh, Carmella hits a couple super kicks and match goes to a DQ because uh, all the mid-carders come out to catch R-Truth. Uh, he... He takes Carmella on top of his shoulders and takes off running. Like, I mean, R-Truth takes off running. I don't know how he ran so fast with Carmella in his back. I was like, dude, I would fucking trip. I would have at least tripped. So, again, I don't know. Fucking Corey Graves is corpsing so bad. This man cannot keep a serious face to save his life. Like, I mean, I forgot what he told Byron Saxton. He called him, like, a loser or something. And he's just laughing. Tom Phillips is laughing. The only one keeping it serious is fucking, um, uh, fucking Byers Saxon. I thought this shit was hilarious. I was like, what the hell? Just the 24-7 title is just an automatic win for me. Like, I love it. Next match is Sami Zayn versus Kofi. I'm shocked they threw this at the middle of the show, but then I realized Roman Reigns is on the show, so you know who's main eventing. Big Dog. Uh, KO took out Big E backstage. Big E was holding his kneecaps and saying, damn Owens, it was Owens. So, Woods tends to Big E backstage, which I thought was going to give Sammy the advantage, but no, solid little good match here. Kofi wins straight up clean with a trouble in paradise, a sick looking trouble in paradise. I thought this was really dumb. They should have really had Sami Zayn win. Sami Zayn has done nothing but fucking... His first match back, he lost to, you know, Finn Balor. I just don't know. They need to they need to protect Sami Zayn, but... I guess they're trying to really get this trouble in paradise over right now. Like, it's beat it, Brian like, twice with one shot. It just beat, um... Uh, fucking Corbin with one shot. Now he beat Sammy in one shot. He beat Owens in one shot. They're really trying to get this big, 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 big move over now, I guess. I'm like, Trouble in Paradise, just no one really kicked out of it too much, but I don't know, it's just weird to see a renewed entrance in this move. Heyman comes out, teaches in, cashing in, and then my favorite part of the show, then got ruined later, was Dolph Ziggler makes a surprise return destroys Kofi Kingston. Like, I mean, this man is raking his eyes the whole time. Does a bow and arrow with the ring post. I thought that was fucking sick. Takes a chair, puts it around his neck, you know, and just throws him head first on the announce table. Like, in the corner of the announce table. I've never seen that. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, not over yet. 
beats the crap out of him some more, puts the chair back on his neck, stomps the chair, and I mean this man stomps the fucking chair down. I thought this was great. I am a big Dolph Ziggler fan, always been a big Dolph Ziggler fan. And I'm like, cool, he, fucking, he's back on a tire run, but uh, I don't know why did they have to ruin it, though. I was like, all right, he's being silent. He's not saying a fucking word. Okay, cool. Uh, Bailey and Becky versus Charlotte and Lacey. This was a shit match. It was like four or five minutes. Bailey wins with a roll-up. So I guess, you know, Bailey's just hype again. Uh, she seems to be really over with the crowd again. So I say, fuck it, keep it going as much as you can, I guess, right? But this was just dumb. Like, I don't really need to see Charlotte taking this many pins or losses. So, uh, we're back backstage with a 24-7 fucking title. Truth in his mind thinks that you only need to hold the title for 24 hours and the title's permanently yours forever. So, I'm like, that's fucking funny. Jinder is about to take down R-Truth. He gets him in a roll-up. R-Truth kicks out, takes him out. B-Team are arguing over who gets to pin R-Truth. They're both arguing. So they let R-Truth escape. So, again, the 24-7 rule is fucking hilarious. And so far, R-Truth is the longest reigning. Uh, Ziggler's backstage, and he's about to come out to explain what happened. And he's doing this whole, like, crying gimmick. Like, he's, like, crying but not crying. And it, basically, he's just saying everything Kofi caught, had gotten should have been him. Everything Kofi's done should have been him. Like... Uh, he's been watching Kofi defy the odds, and it should have been him. I was like, but he's doing like this whole I'm about to cry type of bullshit. Then he announces he's getting a title shot at fucking Super Showdown, which I'm cool with that. Because if you remember back in the day, around 2012, 2011, Kofi and Ziggler had a great series of matches. They did a whole kind of best of seven thing, but I'll announce best of seven. And I was sick and tired of watching them at a point, but they had some good ass matches, so... This all would have been great if they would have kept Ziggler silent. There was no need to make him a gigantic pussy. Like, he legit, this man's about to cry. Like, why can't it just be like, fuck it, I'm here to steer the show. I'm the spotlight stealer. Fuck Kofi Kingston. But no, you gotta make it about, oh, cool, I'm crying over here. He legit was going like, <sighs> I'm like, that was really dumb. I'm actually, I'm excited for the match because, again, I'm just a big Dolph Ziggler fan. I feel like Dolph has always gotten the shed end of the stick. Um, again, when Dolph cashed in that money in the bank on Del Rio back in the day, that nuclear explosion of a fucking pop, and then Jack Swagger ruined it all by kicking Dolph in the head as hard as he fucking can, then ever since that, you know, Dolph has had his little things here and there, stuff with McIntyre was great, the time he was the sole survivor and helped when Sting helped them beat the whole fucking authority, and they did nothing with it, which that should have made Dolph a star, but... I don't know, here's hoping they do something bright with Dolph Ziggler, even though I just feel like this is just another opponent for Kofi to overcome. I don't know, I was just very, very disappointed, because, like, you guys did a great angle. I was so invested, I was in, I was like, yo, Dolph Ziggler's the fucking man, I love Dolph Ziggler, and now he's just crying, oh, it should have been me, I deserve everything, which I'm like, that's just dumb, why not just say that, but do it as a scumbag heel? Why do you gotta say that as a crying piece of baby shit, you know what I mean, but whatever. Promo package hyping Orton versus Triple H. I haven't seen these motherfuckers wrestle in a long time. But Triple H is my favorite wrestler of all time. So uh, Orton's whatever, you know. Orton's Orton. Orton, you get something good, you get something bad. You never know. Like Orton's match at WrestleMania with AJ was great. You know, Orton, whatever the fuck he did to Bray Wyatt, it was horrible. But 
that's Orton. You never know what you're going to get. But I'm excited. I'm actually kind of excited for this match just to see because I feel like the Triple H is going like on his retirement tour or something like sneakily. Like, you know, he fucking brought back DX. He fought Batista in legit one of my favorite matches in WrestleMania. Like, people can hate on that match all they want, but I thought that match was fucking great. But it felt like he's going on a retirement tour. And he's fighting, like, every member of Evolution. They hope brought up the whole Evolution thing. So I thought it was kind of cool. So I'm excited for it. Shane comes out and announces Elias. You know, ladies and gentlemen, Elias. Elias versus Roman. Uh, what what can you say, you know? Roman gets beat up. Superman punch. Spear. Ooh. Ah, that's about it. Elias eats another L in about, like, five to six minutes. I don't understand. Why won't they push Elias, like? People can say, oh, they are pushing him, he's getting TV time, but this man is eating L's like they're served for breakfast or something, so. Uh, he Roman gave the drive-by to Shane, but then um, Shane, he's about to take out Shane, and you know how it comes, Drew McIntyre hits him with the sickest Claymore, dude, that was a great Claymore. But uh, uh, that was SmackDown. Again, um, Ziggler was a highlight and then turned to a low point. That was trash. Ali versus Yen, cool. I would love to see Ali go into the match and become a three-way, but they're trying to promote the whole demon thing for Saudi Arabia. Oh, boy. Ooh, super showdown, brother. Brother, brother, brother. So, whatever. But, yeah, SmackDown was all right. Um, Kofi versus Sammy was good for what it was, but, again, I feel like Sammy should have won, or at least, you know, something happened. Like, you know, he, he was distracted by the, you know, Big E and Woods thing. Like, all they had to do was that, but... I don't know, I feel like just Sammy and Elias and all these guys are just eating way too many L's, man. Like, there was no reason Elias should have lost. Like, he could have just gotten disqualified. Drew could have just came out, Claymore, boom, one, two, three. You know, give, get this man a win, but I feel like Roman is just a fucking brick wall ever since he's come back. Which, I get it, you know, the guy beat cancer and all that. But, you're going back into, you're going to make everyone hate him territory. Because, like, uh, he's just winning everything. Like... He beat Drew in like 10, 8 minutes at WrestleMania. He pretty much had Drew beat again on Raw after Drew has been unstoppable. So, I don't know. I guess that's SmackDown in a nutshell. Alright, so let's get to NXT now. NXT was pretty good. Uh, a lot of good setup for NXT TakeOver, which I'm totally going to be at, which I'm very excited for. It's my first TakeOver ever. That was on my bucket list, I'll tell you that, to go to a TakeOver event. You know, it's uh, we got it out of nowhere, too, because it was like, wasn't supposed to be here, and then it just randomly switched, and it was great. I was like, hey. But Regal started off by saying the NXT Tag Team titles are going to be on the line in the ladder match. I think it's the Forgotten Sons, uh, 1 and 2, only Lorcan, and if I could, uh, Danny Birch versus uh, Undisputed Era and uh, Street Profits. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping Undisputed Era takes it, but there's also talks of Bobby Fish being injured now or something like that, so I don't know what's going to happen with that. It sucks, because there's also talk of Johnny being injured too, so I really hope none of the matches got messed up, because I'm pretty excited for this NXT Tag Team ladder match. Undisputed Era comes out for a promo. These are my guys right here, man. Uh, says they are stronger than ever. Uh, we're all good. That we're coming for all the gold, like they said, which I actually do want to happen by the end of this year. I want Undisputed Era to have all the titles, at least once. You know, recreate the whole evolution back in the day. I just think that would be cool. You know, have Roddy as, like, the North American 
uh, Adam is the world champion, tag team titles on, you know, fucking Red Dragon, take that shit, that would be awesome, uh, Matt Riddle comes out and attacks fucking, uh, the Undisputed Era, Johnny's out there saying, you know, basically Johnny and Adam are going back and forth about the same thing, because Adam says, I beat you in the first fall, cleanly, one shot, no help, no nothing, and Johnny always fires it back, I also tapped you all twice after, you seem to not understand, I thought it was funny, uh, Johnny helps them out, you know, Matt Riddle and Johnny, clear house, Adam Spewed Era leaves out, um, Regal makes the match of, um, uh, Red Dragon versus, uh, Johnny and, uh, Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle's fucking awesome too, I can't wait to see him live, because it's announced that he's fighting, uh, Roger Strong, which is actually a match I've always said I've wanted to see, which is weird, I've always wanted, because Roddy's a stiff motherfucker, man, and now I want to see, like, in... We can go in there with uh, Matt Riddle. Uh, next match is uh, Sean Maluda versus Mansoor. Uh, they they keep pushing this Mansoor guy. Both guys are good. I've actually liked Sean Maluda a lot. He looks a lot better now. Like he's got, like, got better gear and shit like that. But both guys are pretty solid. Little match here. Uh, Mansoor wins by hearing the old hero's welcome that Chris Hero used to use. Uh, there was a nice slingshot, like, back, uh, neckbreaker. He, like, slingshotted, twisted a mirror, and did a neckbreaker. I thought that was pretty sweet. I'm telling you, this is exactly a fucking, uh, Mustafa Ali and Saffron had a baby. You would have Mansoor, I swear to God. But, he's pretty good. Both guys are pretty good here, so. I like it when they do matches like this. Like, two people that you don't, they, they don't really, like, do a lot. But you get to see, like, a little bit of it, so I thought it was cool. Velveteen Dream comes out, you know, talking about, Who's going to be in the spotlight? Who's getting the dream experience and all that? And Tyler Breeze makes his return to NXT. I marked out. I fucking love... Tyler Breeze legit was one of my favorite people. Like, this guy was so underrated. Always having fucking great matches at TakeOvers with fucking Tyson Kidd. That Fatal 4-Way with Tyson Kidd, Neville, Tyler Breeze. Uh, That really good match one-on-one he had with Finn Balor, like... Tyler Breeze was the man, bro. Uh, him and Sammy had a really good match. Like, uh, Tyler Breeze was very, very underrated, I feel like he was. So, Breeze comes out and calls Dream a bootleg version of himself. Basically says he is the real deal. Uh, Dream says Tyler was too busy just sitting catering and playing cops and robbers. So, he's just shooting shots at everything Tyler's not been doing. And basically, Tyler even said... It's not me not living up to my potential. It's me not being used. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I thought it was cool. So basically, he's just like, don't worry. Just because you did nothing on Mondays and Tuesdays, now you think you can do something here on Wednesdays. Uh, they do this whole thing where Dream is like, hey, do you want to take a selfie with a champ? Come on, take a selfie with the champ. It's the only way you're ever going to get close to the title. Tyler Breeze is like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll take a selfie with the champ. Bashes him over the head with the phone. Tyler Breeze walks out, and I am excited, and I really hope Tyler wins. I really hope Breeze takes it, man. Breeze deserves it, man. Breeze has put in so much work and been unrecognized, it's ridiculous, but I'm hoping they do the right thing, give it to Breeze, because Velveteen does not need that title. The title needs him. Like, he made that title pretty relevant. Johnny did, too. Like, people like big deals winning like that, which is good. Ricochet had a really good title run, too. Like, they... they need to give it a breeze, and breeze needs to have a long ass title run. Because the thing I hate about this title, it's very been very short. Because either the guys go up 
or, you know, they just change their mind real quick. So I'm hoping Breeze wins. Uh, women's match, we got Candice LeRae versus, uh, this is a girl that tags with uh, Rhea Ripley a lot. It's like, Rena Gonzalez, I think it is. She's like the big cow girl. She's huge, man. Like, tall. Like, she's like six foot, I think, something. At least six foot one. She's big, bro. Candice LeRae's a little, little tiny little baby. Uh, okay, match. I, I am not the biggest Candice LeRae fan. Like, she's done some great stuff in the Indies. Don't get me wrong. She just does nothing for me. Like, I know that's a very unpopular opinion, but I don't know. She just, you know, when I see her, I'm just like, all right, she's solid. You know, good lion soul. She hit the lion soul for the win. It was just okay. Horse women come out to jump Candice LeRae and the rest of the girls. EO comes out looking mighty fine with those shorts, man. I say, oh. Ooh, I can't wait to see that woman live. Ooh, I'm going to need a fan on to be to calming me down. Be like, Eo Shirai, please bury my, bear my children. <laughs> Don't bury them. <laughs> please bury my children. So Eo comes out with a kendo stick, clears house. These are some brutal shots, by the way. <laughs> this, is, this is the hardest I've ever seen a, girl, a woman hit another woman. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> She is beating the shit out of these women with that candlestick. Like, Maria Shafir gets the crap beat out of her pretty fucking bad. It's crazy. I'm like, oh boy. But, yeah, I definitely can't wait for that match. EO is definitely the one that needs to beat fucking Shayna Baszler. So then we get uh, Johnny and Riddle versus Fish and O'Reilly. Red Dragon, as I always call him. Uh, great match. This was actually a really good match. All guys looked great, of course. I'm a big fan of everybody here. Big fan of Johnny. Riddle's like one of my guys, too. Same thing with O'Reilly. He's always been one of my guys. He, oh, I've always felt this man is very underrated. He's got that hidden charisma. Uh, the whole time they're working Riddle's ribs, because that's the story right there. You know, he's got the Kadiso tape, or whatever the fuck they call it. Um, which I like that. Uh, great spot between fucking... Um, Riddle and O'Reilly, where they're just trading all these crazy martial arts, like, things, like, dodging everything, no-selling everything, and then they both just, like, knock each other out. I thought that was cool. Uh, fucking Cole comes out for the distraction, but doesn't work out. Roddy comes out and just, like, this guy knees fucking, um, Matt Riddle so hard, tosses it back in the ring, Undisputed Era hits the high and low, and they get the win. I thought that was cool that Undisputed Era got the win. Uh, fucking crazy, though, the fucking <laughs> Red Dragon hit Chasing the Dragon, and fucking, I think Riddle just kicked out of it like nothing, I was like, yo, what the hell, this used to be my move, man, the fucking, uh, Brain Buster into the kick, I was like, what the fuck is going on, <laughs> I was upset, I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty upset, I was just like, you just not gonna not sell fucking Chasing the Dragon like that, but, oh, well, I was like, eh, what are you gonna do, right? But yeah, NXT overall was good. More build-up for uh, NXT TakeOver. There's one more NXT, and then TakeOver is this Saturday, which I can't wait for again. Gonna be there live. TakeOver events are always fucking on fire, and I can't wait for that. But yeah, that's uh, NXT in a nutshell. And uh, another big, important pay-per-view happened. Yesterday, I should say. It was uh, AEW's Double or Nothing. Uh, I catched a little bit of it. I didn't finish it yet, but I definitely will be back with more opinions from... uh, The card was 
pretty great. It was uh, Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega's main event. Cody versus Dustin on Brother versus Brother. Uh, AAA Tag Team Championships, Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros with my boy Pentagon Jr., one of my favorite wrestlers out there. SoCal Uncensored, SCU versus the Stronghearts, which is uh, Kiyama, T-Hawk, and L. Lindemann. Uh, best Friends, Chucky e. T and uh, Trent Beretta versus Angelico and Jack Evans, which Angelico is so fucking underrated, dude. This guy is amazing, and I'm so glad that AEW signed him. Uh, Britt Baker versus uh, Nyla Rose versus Kylie Ray. Uh, of course, Britt Baker's the star here. She's definitely going to be the first women's champion. She's great, you know what I mean? Fucking Aja Kong was on this. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, Aja Kong, uh, Yaki Sakamiki. Uh, Imi Sakura versus uh, Roku Shida, Rio, and... Uh, I'm pronouncing these names fucking horrible. Mazanumi. Uh, that was a... Uh, fucking little crazy match. They had all these crazy uh, Japanese women that are all pretty great rolling down, you know what I mean? Uh, 21 Man Casino Battle Royale, which uh, featured uh, people like uh, Sunny Kiss, um, Ace Romero, Glacier was fucking there, the fucking man Glacier, Brian Pillman Jr., which I'm a big, big fan of, MFJ, who I'm another big fan of. This dude. Lives that fucking gimmick, yo. I'm telling you. Joy Janela, also awesome. Billy Gunn was in there, too. That was pretty awesome. Uh, Jimmy Havoc, I've never been a fan of, but, you know, he's he's, he's alright. He's alright. And Michael Nakazawa. Michael Nakazawa. Uh, Jungle Boy is cool, too. Uh, fucking Luchasaurus himself. The dude used to be in NXT. Judas Devlin, I think his name is. He used to tag with Baron Corbin. That dude's got some upside, dude. This guy feels like Kane. He's awesome. Uh, fucking Mr. Ten himself was in there. Sean Spears now. Ty Dillinger, you know. Then we had another pre-show match. It was uh, Kip Saban versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, Sammy's really good. Uh, he I've seen him perform at Wrestle Circus before, and he's actually pretty cool. But, yeah, overall, the card was pretty good. I catched the uh, Battle Royal. Uh, there was some crazy shit there. There was a... Fucking amputee guy in there. That was really awesome. I think there was a special needs kid in there too. Like it's crazy how they just like had anybody perform, man. Which I'm like, that's really cool. Like they got they had a guy with no fucking legs in there. Like he fucking did a six one nine. I was like, what the hell's going on? But I thought the battle royal was plenty fun. Joy Janella of Canada, of course, the bad boy over there took a crazy spot through the table. Fucking Luchasaurus basically choke slammed them in his head. Through the fucking table. I was like, he, he's dead. But the big man himself, man. Fucking Adam Page, Angman Page won the Battle Royal. Now he challenges for the AEW World Championship, which they showed. Uh, Bret Hart introduced it and looks fucking amazing. It looks kind of like the IWGP World Championship, which IWGP World Championship is my favorite title belt of all wrestling. And, um, what the hell? Like, that was crazy. So, we're going to have uh, Hangman versus Chris Jericho. It looks like it's Chris Jericho ended up meeting Kenny Omega with the Judas effect. Chris, uh, I was like, that's that's a match you want to hear? You, you, Hangman is the perfect world champion material. You know, he's big. He, uh, he's getting better at promos. He's got a great moveset. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that was the Battle World. The Battle World was cool. Had a lot. Oh, Tommy fucking Dreamer was there. I'm always a big Tommy Dreamer, Mark. Okay. Hey, say, 
That's my guy right there. But yeah, Kip Saban versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, good back and forth there, Bob. It's the first ever singles match in uh, AEW history, so that was cool. So fuck it. Uh, so yeah, it was SoCal Uncensored versus Christopher, you know, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky versus Stronghearts. Um, SEU came out in the fucking USA gear, you know, hit their usual shtick, cut a promo. Fucking, you know, surprisingly, they said Vegas is the worst town they've ever been in. SEU picked up the win for, after hearing the best Meltzer ever. <laughs> you know, BME. So, you know, SEU, of course they gotta get the win. Fucking 60 years of combined experience, man. These guys had between them. 60 fucking years of a combined wrestling experience. Uh, Britt Baker versus uh, Nyla Rose versus Kylie Ray versus a surprise Awesome Kong, which I'm sorry, I marked out because Awesome Kong was my bitch, bro, back in the TNA days, the matches with Gail Kim, I thought that was fucking, I, I couldn't believe that, that shit was crazy, so Brandy came out, introduced Awesome Kong, the newest member of the AEW roster, which is now turned into a fatal four-way. Uh, Nyla Rose would take her out with a spear, leading Britt Baker alone in the ring with Kylie Ray. Breaker got the win after hitting the shoulder breaker. Britt Baker wins, which is a perfect way to go. That's what you want to do. Britt Baker seems to be the big girl. You guys are pushing, which she's awesome anyway, so sounds good to me. Best friends, uh, Chucky e. T and um, Trent Beretta versus Angelico and Jack Evans. Again, so happy Angelico is there. Like, this dude is so great. And Jack Evans is good too, but... They kicked off, you know, the the tag division basically. Uh, good back and forth. Uh, best friend, best, blech, can't say that fast enough. Best friends picking up the win after delivering the spike pile driver. I thought that was great. Uh, two themes was like they were gonna fucking hug it out when the lights went out. The lights came back out. And the Super Smash Brothers were in the ring. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Then the lights went out again. There was like nine wrestlers in there who just destroyed everybody. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, okay. But, uh, pretty good. So, yeah, this is where all, all the Japanese women came out with. Aja Kong, too. Um, you know, uh, let's see. Uh, Aja Kong, but I, I was like, wow, so, Jesus Christ. she She's still doing it, man. Uh, she's still doing it. You know, that's, oh, uh, yeah, spinning back fist. That's spinning back fist. I was just like, let's go. Uh, I think it was, yeah, Hikaru Shida picked up the win with the Shining Wizard, if I remember right. Uh, big match right here. Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes. Before the match, fucking, we got a Triple H thrown up in here, and Cody destroys it with a sledgehammer. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> you know, me being a Triple H fucking fan, I was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. But this was a match, man. This match is going to go down in history for sure. This was a fucking match. Cody and Dusty, I mean, Dustin, battled the bloodiest match. Dude, this match was so fucking bloody. And Cody turned up the heel shtick 
big time. I was like, what the hell? Brandy was taken out ringside after she hit the bionic spear on Dustin. Dude, like, it was crazy. But this match was just an amazing fucking just emotional investment. Like, I was like, what the hell? Like, Cody and Dustin, man, they could really be doing that storytelling. Uh, but Cody wins after hitting the crossroads for the second time. Basically puts him out of the sleep. But that's that's professional wrestling right there. It was cool. After the match, Cody asked Dustin to be his tag partner next week at uh, Fight for the Fallen against the Young Bucks. So we're going to get the Young Bucks versus the Rhodes Brothers. And the Rhodes Brothers was one of my favorite tag team. I still remember that match they had with the Shield. That was fucking incredible. The match on the pre-show with the Usos. Um, yeah, but this match is crazy. So Bret Hart introduces the AEW World Championship. I was like, that's kind of funny. It kind of reminded me of the whole Mick Foley thing. I was like, oh boy. But this one got a well reception. Just a, it's a really beautiful title. It's really nice. Uh, tag Team Champions, AAA Tag Team Champions, Young Bucks versus uh, Lucha Bros again. Uh, this is exactly the match everyone was expecting. Uh, these two fucking all went crazy. Fucking, you know, the Bucks got the usual stuff on there. The Lucha Bros hit all their shit. Uh, some nice innovative tag team moves too. Finish came with the Bucks hit the Melsky driver on Phoenix for the win. Great match. Could definitely want a rematch. Main event, it is Kenny Omega. My favorite wrestler of, like, everything right now. He's just amazing. Which is Chris Jericho, which is another one that's just been on fire. Jericho, ever since he left WWE, has been on fucking fire. Jericho had an amazing fucking entrance where stand-ins all came out as all the Jericho personas. Uh, Jericho was looking in great shape, dude. Like, this guy legit just said, fuck it, I'm going, no pun intended, all in. Like, uh, Jericho put him to a table. Uh, oh, my God. Omega looked like his nose was busted open a little early, too, but I was like, oh, boy. Uh, Omega kicked out of the code breaker. Uh, Jericho delivered the second code breaker and broke out the new move, the Judas Effect. There was, like, a spinning back elbow, I guess. Yeah, it's like spinning back elbow. And he actually, Jericho won cleanly with the Judas Effect, which I'm like, oh, I guess they're going to promote this new move. So Jericho won cleanly, so it's Jericho versus Hangman Page now. I was like, okay, I'll take it, you know what I mean? Uh, Hangman Page is definitely the guy to go, and you got a guy in there like Chris Jericho that can go either way. Especially giving Jericho this little shock win over Kenny Omega. You can definitely see him beating, like, Hangman Page. Which I like that. It kind of puts it in the middle now. After the match, uh, Jericho cuts a promo taking credit for AEW success. Then the Mox comes out. John Moxley comes out. Looking great, by the way. I love the haircut. I love everything. Comes out. Moxley took out the ref. Then he turned his attention. Took out fucking uh, Jericho. Then took out Omega. After the two beat the shit out of each other, Omega pushes him up to the outside. They uh, go through the gambling chips out the other there. They... Fucking Moxley uh, takes him out. I think he, uh, yeah, I remember right. He hits the dirty deeds on the gambling chips, and that's the show right there. But again, I think Double or Nothing was a fucking success in my book. I was like, that's that's a wrestling show. Like that Cody and Goldust match was pure insanity of so good it was storytelling wise and everything. Ken, you know what you're gonna get with Kenny, and even Jericho. Jericho's stepping up his game, dude. Like, Jericho had to rely on a couple gimmicks, you know, in the other matches he had in Japan. But Jericho's been stepping up his game, wrestling-wise, you know. Like, Jericho's never lost it, but 
he's proving the point right now. Uh, pre-show was also good too. I like the I like the the battle royale. That was good. Fucking uh, almost MFJ almost winning was pretty awesome. <laughs> I was just like, yo, they're really gonna do this, but no, 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 no. Hangman Page, man. Uh, again, Lucha Brothers and Young Bucks, exactly what you expected. Got everything wanted. I like the Young Bucks outfit too. They had the all white. It looked really cool. But yeah, definitely cannot wait till AEW. Oh, they also confirmed All Out being a thing. And uh, they confirmed that All In, you know, All Out is going to be the anniversary show. And also Double or Nothing is a staple show now. They're not going to be doing pay-per-views every month, Cody said. But let's see. I, I think this is a massive success. I feel like Vince legit is going to pass out one day. Uh, Triple H, not so much. Triple H can handle himself. Like, you see how this guy does in NXT, like... You know, I think Triple H likes the competition, but Vince is just, like, scared for his fucking life now to lose all his wrestlers because, hey, look, go to a place where you can actually be used right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, all overall, I think AEW, they got some steam, man. They got some fire. It was 20,000 people in there. 20,000 people for a non-WWE wrestling event. Also, not New Japan. Like, that's crazy to me. But, yeah, that's it for... uh, this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, if anyone has any questions, by the way, ask me any wrestling question you could think of. Just uh, hit me up on my email or, you know, comment section on YouTube or anything, anywhere that the, the podcast is posted. But hit me up on my email. It's uh, bkdragon92 at yahoo.com. If anybody got any wrestling questions, let me know. I'll be happy to answer them. You know, who's my favorite wrestler and all that shit. But that's it for me. Uh, I'll catch you guys next week. Gonna try to post these every Saturday or Sunday, once a week. Catch up on all the week's wrestling or, you know, or anything else I want to speak of. Uh, But that's it for me. Um, Everyone take care and uh, signing out.